0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego. And
1: I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego.
2: And I am Dawn Starry, and I'm the Children and Youth Minister at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in North Park.
0: Don, welcome back to the show.
2: We are Thank so happy you. you're here.
0: Show number two, Don's Return. That's the title yeah. of this episode, is Dawn's Return.
2: And I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. You are our resident expert, apparently, uh, in Jesus talking about John the Baptist. Because uh, as you pointed out to us before we started recording, um, the last time you were here, we were talking about Jesus... Uh, the story from Matthew when the, when John's disciples come to ask Jesus if he is the one that they have been waiting for and we talked about that. So now we are going to talk about this gospel for this upcoming Sunday uh, July 5th uh, proper 9 which is uh, about you know Jesus addressing the Pharisees talking about John. so mm-hmm. um, but before we get into that, uh, we want to check in with you Don and see what is going on. What's new? Uh, so would you tell us a little bit uh, of an update about your ministry context? What kind of things are you doing? What is on the horizon? What are you working on?
2: Sure. I'm happy to. Well, uh, things have changed since I talked to you all last and in <laughs> oh. many, many ways. But significantly, at the time, I was waiting to find out if I would get into seminary, and I have been accepted and we'll be moving to Suwannee, Tennessee at the end of July mm-hmm. to start seminary there. What that will look like, we're we, d- we are all waiting to find out, yeah. of course. So that is the biggest change coming up for me in my life. And I would say, you know, it's just been an interesting time, as we all know, and Though I have been profoundly grateful to be still connected with uh, my St. Luke's community Mm -hmm. and actually the Episcopal community in general, I think, for a variety of reasons in San Diego. And so that's really been life-giving during this time, just staying connected. And I've had the opportunity to speak at a couple places in my other role as a pastoral counselor talking about Mm self-care during this time. Mm So that has been really lovely Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So I still feel really connected, even though I've been apart from Mm -hmm. all of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And this is somewhat of a crossover podcast now, because you are starting a podcast, are you not? Would you tell us about that? Yeah,
2: I would be happy to. Hannah Wilder and I are starting um, a podcast called The Ministry that's specifically about creating safe spaces for women in ministry to talk about their experiences. But we will be including men in that as well because we want to be inclusive of the whole community. And we, as it turns out, we actually all need each other. Oh. And we all need each other to be on the same page and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about a variety of topics with people. Um, at this point, it's people who are within the diocese. So maybe we'll expand beyond that mm-hmm. at some point. Um, we've recorded one. We haven't gone public with it yet. We're hoping to record a few and then go. But we're on our way. It's cool. fun. It's fun to work with Hannah you anyway, always. And then the conversations cool. are great too.
1: Cool. Well, and you know, Hannah is a faith to go all star.
2: That's right. So I heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, and you're on yeah. the charts too now. You know, your second sec two times cool. you get on the all star on the all-star list. That's
2: uh, all it so takes. Congratulations.
0: Right. You know, Thank it's, you. Just we're right only at the beginning, you know. Um, awesome. So keep an eye out for the ministry with uh, Dawn Starry and Hannah Wilder coming up in your podcast feed someday. Mm. We'll keep you updated. Someday soon. Yeah. Someday soon. Um, awesome. So the other question we always ask our guests is: Would you bring it up to the minute and tell us, um, share with us a time in the last week that you? Uh, felt God's presence in your life, or saw God moving in the world around you.
2: Yes. So I was thinking, what would it be? Because I do, I do feel grateful to have a sense of God's presence often in my life. But I think the thing that struck me the most is so we've been doing children's ministry over Zoom, which is limited. <laughs> is limited, but. I am still really grateful for the opportunity to be with the kids in that way. And this Sunday, just on a whim, I asked one of them if they would be willing to say the closing prayer. And of course nobody volunteered. (laughs) So then I volunteered one of them and this little girl offered just a lovely prayer. And it, it just is repeatedly I've seen really the beauty of being with kids and their innocence and their sweetness. And we were talking about all of us being in the image of God. And so it was just really lovely to talk about how like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what color our skin is, what our hair looks like, what our eyes look like, how tall we are, how short we are, that we are all made in God's image. Mm -hmm. And then to just provide the opportunity for one of the children to take a lead and pray from their heart about where God is in their life and being in, in God's image really is sweet. I love being a part of that. That yeah. has been, I could have never guessed that I would have loved children's ministry nearly as much as I do when I started it, yeah. doing that work just a few years ago. So that is, I think, the one that struck me the most about where God is in where I saw God move this week. Awesome. And that is
0: a great transition, actually, a uh, great segue into our gospel, because Jesus is talking about a similar thing. Uh, and so we are going to um, thank you for sharing those things. And we are going to move into uh, the gospel for this upcoming week, the week leading up to July 5th, proper nine. Uh, from Matthew's Gospel. Um, but before we get into it, we want to make sure you know that we want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions, comments, stories from your week of faith discussion and reflection. You can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, where you can also find all the faith to go resources, www.myfaith2go.org. And you can also contact us through or follow us on Instagram, at faith to go So we are going to get into the Gospel Uh, Charlotte is going to read it and then we are each going to highlight a point that we hope you take into your week of faith discussion and reflection.
1: Matthew chapter 11 verses 16 to 19 and 25 to 30. Jesus said to the crowd, to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, Because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
0: All right. Uh, I know this, that last thing you just read is something that probably a lot of people have heard a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty Mm -hmm. ubiquitous verse. Um, but it comes at the end of a much longer section of the gospel, Uh, And a a good chunk of dialogue from Jesus. So this is, um, just for some context, this is in chapter 11. Last week we finished, we read the end of chapter 10, which was that whole thing about rewards. Remember, Jesus was sending out his disciples uh, into the mission field and preparing them and telling them what to expect. Uh, so chapter 11 then starts, now when Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and proclaim his message in their cities. So the disciples are out, Jesus is out, they're all walking around doing their thing. And then uh, as we as we said in the beginning with Dawn, uh, when she was here last time, we read that first part of chapter 11, which is these messengers from John the Baptist uh, asking Jesus if, if he is the Messiah, if he's the one that John's been saying... Uh, to expect, or if they need to keep waiting for another person. So Jesus has that dialogue with the disciples and then with John's disciples, and then we're into this gospel for today. So we're right in the middle of chapter 11. Uh, Matthew has 28 chapters, so you know, we're still kind of right in, in the thick of Jesus's uh, ministry of teaching and preaching and healing. Uh, and they, they are kind of dispersed out into the field, you know, out in those cities that Jesus sent them out to. So uh, that's where we are, and Don has the first point.
2: I do, yes. So, as I was reading this on my own in preparation for talking to you all, I I was really struck by this part where Jesus says, "For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon." The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And, well, I think I'm struck, so often I'm struck when reading stri- the scriptures about how how well God really does know humans and how Jesus really does know the behavior of humans quite well and that we in so many ways, as much evolution as we have had, perhaps, in our our thoughts and our acceptance and tolerance, that we continue to remain the same. Right? Like <laughs> that, that things will be presented to us and we have a tendency to pick things apart and judge. And so I just, I, I was just so struck by this notion that like, no matter what we do, you all are going to have a problem yeah. with it. Okay. You all are going to be like, that's not the right way to do it. Even though we're offering you these two distinct ways of going about being in the world. And and you're still going to be irritated. Like, we played the flute for you. You did not dance. And you're going to say, well, you didn't play the flute well enough, right? Like, Or that's not the song I like. And it's like, stop and listen, <laughs> take some time and listen instead of talking and always having to have the answer. And, and I think I'm especially struck by that right now because of what is going on in the world and like really needing to hear each other and hearing the stories of our, you know, our sisters and brothers Whether it is regarding racial justice, economic justice, you know, so many things have come to the light because of this pandemic, I think especially, Um, and that my role is to stop and listen, and just because it doesn't look the way I think it should look, doesn't mean that it's wrong, Mm -hmm. that perhaps there are other ways of looking at things and learning, and I really do feel called as a Christian to stop and listen. Uh-huh. And, and if I have that like feeling of like irritation or like confusion or frustration, like that is, I take that as me needing to stop and think like, okay, why is this bringing stuff uh-huh. up for me?
0: Right. You know, uh-huh.
2: what is it, what is it challenging that like what norms is it challenging and asking me to look differently at those norms? Um, and that's why i have those feeling those strong feelings so yeah
0: yeah and i love that i love that um, i love that t- like how you tied it into this moment right now because i it's like jesus is saying you're you're like you standing over there um com- your your ability to you just standing over there critiquing the way that I'm doing what I'm doing is keeping you from hearing what I'm trying to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, mm-hmm. that is just a wall that you're putting up. That is like a diversionary tactic for your own, for, for you to remain distance from the work that I'm actually asking you to do. And yeah. there's a, there, that, that I think is a, just a normal human kind of impulse is to like protect myself from a thing that is going to make me uncomfortable, you know, <laughs> but like Jesus is all about making people uncomfortable and, and doing it for the sake of the kingdom of God, you know, like the, this huge mission that he has. But it requires, it requires people to be able to listen, you know. And, and what he's saying is, just like you said, is like we, we, we shut down our capacity to hear Jesus, to hear the prophetic word of the person uh-huh. right in front of us when all we are interested in doing is like critiquing this, the way that they're doing it instead of right. actually understanding the message of, of what, you know, they're trying to communicate to us. Yeah. And that kind of goes into uh, up the point that I want to make, which is right from this, the section that comes after that Jesus talking um, about uh, the hidden things, uh, thanking thanking the Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. And we we talked about this um, on the podcast before. It's kind of been a through line of the last few weeks, but this kind of, the, the requirement in this moment, in the, in the face of that human reality, of our capacity to kind of like shut down uh, based on, like you're saying so well done of like that that reaction that people elicit from us that our, our discomfort elicits this reaction of like frustration and annoyance and then we kind of shut down and want to walk away. You know, like we are saying like this, we played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We wailed and you didn't mourn. Like we are, we are not doing the thing that I think you should be doing. You're not doing it the way that I okay. think you should be doing it mm-hmm. without the capacity for me to hear what you're actually saying. And the thing is like... The amazing thing about kids, you know, and I have, I have a two, year, an almost two-year-old. Um, we all have kids on this podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, we've all, we all know what little kids do so well, which is just a complete openness to possibilities, to wondering. And this is the kind of wisdom that Jesus is inviting us to, and we've said this before on the podcast. But it's so pertinent to this message that he's trying to get across to people is like can you can we enter and, and especially to Dawn, to dawn's point so it's it's can we enter into relationship to other people can we hear the prophetic word of other, other people with a sense of wonder of openness mm. to how this new thing might be calling me into something new and then and then a wonder directed towards ourselves a wondering internally of why is this thing eliciting this response in me? Mm-hmm. Instead of the reactionary, I don't like it, it makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to go away. I'm going to complain about how you're doing it instead of wondering why it's bringing something up in me and what the invitation is in that kind of response. And, like, and I watched my two-year-old, George, walk around the world and all he's doing is wondering about anything. You know, yeah. he has no yeah. preconceived notions of anything. And just imagine what this moment could be like if we all had that sense of wonder, if we all were yeah. approaching conversation, if we're all approaching the, the, the witness of black, indigenous people of color. Like if we were all hearing these stories with a sense of wonder and not this, this immediate sense of defensiveness, you know, of Mm -hmm. fragility that we have. And so Jesus is like, look at these kids, you know, like they, they don't say, they don't complain about how you're doing it. They like are interested in why you're doing it the way that you are, you know, Mm -hmm. because they genuinely want to learn. They are wondering, they want to grow. How, when do we lose that sense of wonder? When do we lose that sense of desire to grow? When do we get, stuck and if anything jesus is always asking us to get unstuck you know because yeah. we our whole lives are this dynamic growth in mission in god's kingdom in the movement of the holy spirit so when we're shutting things down we are like bo- trying to bottle up the, the spirit moving in us and how can we remain open like a child you know like an infant to to have those things revealed
1: Well, and it's really interesting, David, as I was listening to you talk and thinking, what if, as we raise our own children, or generationally, as we raise our own children, what if we continued to foster that openness and wonder, instead of offering, this is how things are, this is what you need to do, this is the way of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Because this whole place where we are right now of being uncomfortable and of things being hard and overwhelming, if we hadn't learned the behaviors that lead us to this defensiveness, mm-hmm. what would that world look mm-hmm. like, yeah. right? And what opportunity do we have as people who know what it's life like to walk through life this way, to choose a different course for the children that come after us, to say, instead of responding defensively or teaching them the way that things are supposed to be or the way that they're supposed to do it, instead constantly wondering Mm -hmm. and saying, I wonder what you would choose to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. I wonder how the other person is experiencing this this situation. I wonder what God is saying to us in this moment. And if we take that language, which is very godly play, as we all know, Mm -hmm. but if we apply it to all of our life and all of our interactions with the next generation that's coming up, imagine what the world would look like in 30 years.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Imagine what the world would look like in 10 years, because we would have to crack ourselves open Mm -hmm. as part of that and, and unlearn some of the behaviors and things that we have absorbed over the course of our lifetime. Right. And I think that to a certain extent that that is, it, it is a logical transition in my mind, to the third and final point, which is mine, um, which is the last section of scripture that we're reading today, which is, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I have to say that as we've walked these last months, um, particularly maybe these last few weeks, that I don't know that many of us have felt that our yoke is easy or our burden is light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the word that comes to mind to me more often as I think of those is probably overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Um, too much input, too much hardship, too much, too much everything, right? Um, and yet, we're so stimulated by everything that's happening in the world and what we're watching through a screen, and yet we're removed from it all by being in this separate and set apart place, right? Mm -hmm. And so this invitation to take on um, this yoke that Jesus is offering us cannot sound restful. It can sound like, oh, I'm going to take something else on right now, like what else I'm are you asking me what, what else am I supposed to do right now, God? Um, but as I really considered this last section, I was really drawn to the fact that a yoke isn't for one, a yoke is for two. And that when you look at them up online and you see their design, it's designed for them to pull together, right? That they're to be pulled together. And so, If I consider to take this yoke upon me, well, then is that an invitation to walk and to travel more closely with God? That Jesus is inviting me to share my burden because his burden is light, right? And so if I I take everything that I'm having and I choose to walk with Jesus and to share it openly— and to wonder about what God is calling me to in this time, then I'm lifting some of the burden off of my own shoulders. I'm pulling with God um, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to carry it and to do it all on my own. And that image to me is really comforting. Um, That feels less lonely. That feels more like maybe I have the opportunity then to lean into my discomfort knowing that I don't have to be uncomfortable by myself mm-hmm. um, and that as I examine my own heart and the way I'm processing things and the journey I'm taking that I can say, Jesus, where are you in this moment? Um, please guide my heart. Please help me to know like the way forward and please help me to pull, you know, like you've got the yoke on. I'm going to stick my head in here and, and, and let's let's walk together. And I think that that image right now, especially when we are all so set apart and everything feels so overwhelming, is a place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, so that is three, three points um, for this gospel. Point number one was Dawn's, and it was about you know, being, able to, being able to become aware of like, the things that are shutting us down in the face of prophetic words and truth. How can we mm-hmm. hear one another? Um, and that goes to the second point, which was mine, which is about this sense of wonder and openness to the truth, to the possibilities, uh, before us that Jesus invites us through these words, talking about, um, being, being like infants, uh, with that openness to, to what is happening. And then number three was, uh, Charlotte's about, uh, Jesus's invitation to take his yoke upon us. And that, that yoke always has two spaces for two people. Um, you know, and that—that is—that is our invitation from Jesus to know that we are walking with Jesus. You know that when we yoke, when we share this yoke with Jesus or with another person, it actually lessens, lightens the burden for us instead of making it heavier. So, having heard that discussion on this week's gospel, we invite you to go back and read it through again. See if you see or hear anything different uh, having heard that discussion and that time through when you read it yourself. Uh, we hope you have a great week of uh, discussion about the gospel of faith, discussion, and reflection. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaith2go.org, or you can uh, contact us through Instagram at faith2go. We'd love to hear any of your questions, your stories uh, from your week of faith discussion, your your comments. Um, and we hope you have uh, a great week. We will be back with Proper Ten next week. Thank you again to Don for being here, Don Star. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Faith to Go Podcast All Star. Keep an eye out for Don's podcast with Hannah Wilder coming out sometime in the future. The ministry. <laughs> uh, we hope you will come back again. You know, because you can always Skype in from Tennessee.
2: Yes, right. I can, and I would love to.
0: Yeah. Uh, and until next week, we we'll say goodbye. Bye, everybody. everybody.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye.